0: Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Wright. I'm joined once again by Mike Williams. How's it going, Mike? How is your
1: Wednesday? Your <laughs> what day is it? Day? I don't even know. The sun is out. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's uh, it's good. It's it's been a, a kind of a short, short week, a long week. We we were we are recording on a Wednesday this week, and uh, um, I was just told by uh, my co-host that he is in. He has traveled to the mighty Houston, Texas, which is very far away. Uh, yeah. So, so pretty soon you're going to be in a different like hemisphere than than I am, and you're yeah. going to be talking about dingoes and how they're they're attacking think, your babies.
0: And it's I'm good. not an expert on this, but I don't think I can drive to another hemisphere. Oh, well, maybe. I mean,
1: can't you now that they have the Panama Canal? Can't you?
0: Yeah, over. Over the canal, I could get to South America, maybe. Yeah,
1: there you go. Isn't that where they have dingoes that eat your babies? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just being stupid, of course. Uh, yeah, so how, how is uh, mighty Texas this week?
0: Well, it's uh, it's raining here. There's a thunderstorm sort of thing. First, maybe first rain that I've seen since coming into
1: Texas. Is it rolling across yes. the plains, as I imagine? Like the with The tumbleweeds. Have you seen a lot of tumbleweeds? I've been I've been in no. Texas in many years, and I
0: I had not. Well, I guess in high school I was in Texas because we did a, um, a mission trip in Mexico, and so we flew to a border town called McAllen and drove down into Mexico from there. That was the only time I've been to Texas, um, and so I expected this sort of abrupt, stark kind of um, landscape change, kind of like when you go into Canada from Michigan. And you cross the border, and you're like, well, aside from the signs being in kilometers, like, this looks like Michigan. <laughs> just in, as Michigan. In, in Ontario. Um, and that's kind of how this is. It was not that different from Arkansas. I mean, it was a little different from Arkansas, but then as I got into the plains and kind of open, you know, open sky country, it really just kind of looked like a slightly flatter indiana oh really um i think when i look at the map on google maps with the like terrain and everything i think there's a sort of line and it probably follows a river or something where everything east of there is is kind of prairie plains kind of um kind of terrain and then once you get past it that's when it becomes desert as you get over toward uh, New Mexico and arizona oh
1: more more, de- more so I'm, ago.
0: I'm, I'm still far enough uh, i'm still far enough east that it's that it's pretty standard deciduous uh terrain
1: goodness well here it is frozen terrain unlike down there i'm sure um yeah no 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 ice here i had i was up
0: north of Waco um last or earlier this week and last weekend and um it got below freezing at night briefly um and then was kind of in the 50s during the day but today down here um north of Houston it was like 75 or 6. It's pretty warm.
1: Yeah. The I I like I was thinking how you had mentioned like the the mission thing you had done and gone down to the to the border and, and done some work there. I know that my church has done for many years they will go down to on a, uh, every year at least, and mostly like college age kids some high school kids and families will go down to the, to like around the border of Mexico and help build a house. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, or, or do some good help in the community and, and, you know, uh, just do a lot of good, good mission work, but a lot of it has been building, building homes. Right. Um, and I have, I kind of always used to think like, man, I think it's going to be great. someday, a whole busload of Mexican people are going to come up here and build a house, and be like, "Here you go, Bloomington people, we're helping you out." <laughs> it's
0: like, like the end of uh, of uh, day after
1: tomorrow, <laughs> right? Yeah, they they help us out finally, and we're like, "Yeah, we we we, we could we could use that, and we'd be very thankful for for an, yeah." That's someone coming up. That's and what we out. did. I
0: think I think we were building structure for like some some public bathrooms, not public. Well, I mean bathrooms for the church down there. Mm. Um, but we were like, I don't know, building, building block walls, cinder block walls.
1: Yeah. Um, I I never understood how that could quite work out because I know take getting a bunch of high school kids to do anything like pick up a room. That's a mess is already difficult enough. Let alone having them put structures together. It feels like
0: Right, right feels like
1: I bet you there's actually like three or four adults who are doing all the work, and the kids are all just hanging out
0: <laughs> well when i was and I did several of these things when I was in high school and college, and in college, we went down to Florida um uh I want to say Fort Myers Beach, and volunteered with um Habitat for Humanity, and they had a problem that the there were too many volunteers for the amount of like knowledgeable workers and leaders that they had. So, like, I spent a lot of time just like wandering around and taking pictures. I mean, I did help where I could, but they had they had too many people to work and not enough people to instruct them. Right, and we weren't like skilled carpenters or anything. Yeah, right. We we're right. college
1: kids. It's it's not like that. You guys, you know, at 11th graders or 12th graders know barely know how to hammer a nail into a board let alone how to frame it right, correctly right. but uh you know it, it it works they always come back and they have like at least a little hut type thing built i'm like well they they did a thing so clearly this is a this is a, something that happens uh you know successfully uh so and, but it's it's definitely I'm, i did not mean to be sound like i'm knocking it is i just thought it was kind of it's i'd always like to see that different country coming here. Yeah, it's
0: about. always like a especially with high school kids, it's sort of a combination of like you know, serving the community in some way, but also like educating and exposing kids to um you know, another world, right?
1: Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, it's showing how you know, uh, other people live, right? Or or I know a lot of people that went down there and and I would talk to them and like, you know, I take for granted a lot of the normal stuff that i have here and you know to go to school they get to see you know as an 11th grader you get to have that experience of seeing physically seeing and talking day to day and living with around people who have a school with dirt floor right not saying that was the case in all these places but in some of them that's the way it might be Um, right so that kind of experience besides just building a house is one of those eye-opening things that you hope Helps kids grow and realize, hey, we we do have it big here. Don't take that for granted, and do some good in the world to help other. Yeah, people, some you know?
0: some like you know, there's a there's a line like that in Ted Lasso. Like, travel is the best teacher. I don't think that's right. Experience is the best teacher. But Rebecca says something about that about the value of travel as a as a learning as a learning experience, and part of it definitely can be that like. Um, you know, learning about modern conveniences and, and things like that, and and another part of it is just like getting out of your of your bubble of your echo chamber, and and realizing that a lot of the things that you just assume are universal truths, you know, even if that's conveniences like I said, running water and whatever. But yeah, also seeing that like no, there are places in the world. Packed, filled with people, who, for whom life looks completely different, completely almost different. unrecognizable.
1: Right, and, and you know that 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 stuff that at a young impressionable age is is the time you should be having that. Right, right. that that exactly. you I can go there on vacation or something and at forty, thirty, forty years old and and kind of still turn a blind eye at it even. But when you're you're that young and you get to see other people and and not just be there for like a drive through it you know the people live there for a week to yeah for for you you're like oh man
0: they don't have my favorite brand of ginger beer down here yeah right yeah
1: this this weird stuff right (laughs) but but for but for a kid they're like you know oh my i don't have any kind of things like go to the bathroom i have to go to a a, a, and i'm not saying mexico is like this i that's sounding terrible but when people would go into you know africa a lot of times they wouldn't have um, plumbing, indoor plumbing. Right. right. And, and you are sleeping in a room with no lights. It's, you know, it gets dark out time. Guess what? We're by candle talking out, hanging outside around fires, even in like a village. Um, and that's today minor stuff. So those kids, it's, it, I think it's just something you're right that that kids should do. I did not travel a lot as a kid, uh, hardly at all. Like I hardly went out of anywhere in Indiana. And that, that was, yeah. that was at my detriment, um, unfortunately, yeah. but I, 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 think that it, it makes me realize I need to take my kid out. She's been talking about like, Hey, I want to take like a big trip somewhere out of the, of the country or something like that. And I think, yeah, that's a good idea to show, not just to take her to Africa, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, to, to see how it is somewhere else so that when you start having opinions and you're posting your posts on Facebook or Instagram, mm-hmm. You you have a little bit of knowledge that you know. Hey, get your big head out of your butt and a remember where it was like when you were over there. You know, oh, that's a we we don't get political, but that was a little bit there, heavy on, <laughs> on the stuff. Uh, so this week we got a couple things to talk about. Uh, we may be, we may be a little short uh, on on our time, but we're okay. We were a little long last week on our. On our wheel of time story, so let's let's start mm-hmm. this week off by one short thing I think um i I saw that you played Hades this week for for just oddly you picked it back up is that is that for true? a minute for a minute yeah, that was I mean you can play Hades for a minute, like you can just play one thing right like you and be done, yeah,
0: yeah, I have a weird. I don't know. Whatever. I'm I'm playing video games less than I used to, so I was already kind of um, um, tapering off on on some of that stuff. But I think Monday after we didn't record, like I pulled out my Switch for a minute and uh, uh, and did that. I mean, you're, I mean, your your life
1: is a lot of work during the day. Then you're in a new place to go explore, and then drive another place two weeks later. That's I mean, obviously. Video games are gonna to be to the real yeah. life adventure right yeah right
0: and um and yeah so i I pulled it out and I did a run, and it's a weird sort of thing where uh you and I probably got kind of lucky on the on the um upgrades that I got because I got the um i got the upgrade that makes your so i i play the bow almost all the time. Hmm. And the it's my it worst. This, that's my worst weapon, by the
1: way, like by far. It,
0: it made uh, it was a Dionysus upgrade that made my special the like spray uh, ability mm-hmm. put dots on stuff. Yep. Yeah. And then Hangover. I got the I got the Zeus ability that lightning bolts stuff when you dash.
1: Yep. Always good.
0: And with that build, I got the first boss. I got the Hydra, and then I died to the Bull, which is the third.
1: I think the third boss is it, the Hydra. Is the he's boss. he's actually the ball sydney said the exact same thing and, and I, I gave her the exact the same news. Th- he's a mini boss he's not he's not the actual boss oh the i would have said i would have said the hydra was a mini
0: boss because i think the last time i tried to play i kept dying to meg yep, and yep. Yep. i think the first time i killed meg i also killed the hydra the that same run oh nice yeah that's so pretty was, good so i was like this doesn't seem
1: like very it seems easier than
0: what um than what
1: I, I do was. feel i do feel that, that hydra is much considerably especially you had the bow hydra is like just right. you just dev rocking with range stuff and the bow is the best range so yeah. yeah he's he was he's super cake with it i i beat him for the first time with the the gun thing the Exogrip, mm-hmm. and it was um just so much simpler. Like I was like, Oh yeah, I just stand back and he can't hit me and kill everything. Um, but no, yeah, the, that boss is there's Meg is the first boss. This is kind of spoilers, I guess, for things Meg's the first boss. And then the, um, the, the, the dragon, the second one. And I won't say the third one, but, uh, the Minotaur is, is a random boss. He doesn't happen all the time. Uh, but mm. he's, he's like a mid boss. He's not a Yeah. And then, cause the, the end boss is a clear thing. And then you transition into the next, you know, zone. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, I I like Hades. What, what is it that we like about Hades? I think the thing I like, it's it's a uh, roguelite. Is it, ro- I, can't, I keep forgetting, is it roguelike or roguelite?
0: So they say, I think I'm, you know, we'll get mail if I'm wrong about this. And it might be. But my understanding is that roguelite is a roguelike, that is a little bit easier, and usually that little bit easier means um, that there are some upgrades you can carry with you between runs. Like okay. there is some overall progression. You're not just playing this. It's not Super Mario Brothers. Where and you're and that's Rogue Light game. with a T. It's Rogue Light, so it's a little bit lighter. Okay. Than a Rogue Like, which is a game like the original game Rogue. Which was that kind of no progression, just very just repeating like,
1: thing. Okay, yeah. You improve yourself, not the character. I I very much like Rogue Lights, as in Tom, L I T. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people do. Yes, I I totally do. The um and that's what it. So Hades is a Rogue Light, where in this case of just for our listeners who don't know, it's a um an adventure kind of type game where you go through a maze and. Um, you know, fight bad guys and there's bosses and to go to the next part of the mazes. Um, and you're mm-hmm. ult- and you have an ultimate goal. So you can finish. We'll, we'll say the maze, you're trying to escape hell and the Greek hell right. um, mm-hmm. and uh, make it to earth. And uh, your, your character is Hades's son, Zagreus. And he's, mm-hmm. and he's, he you know, starts off like, I'm done with this place and I'm out of here. I'm running away from home. And he go- wants to, you know, go up there. Um, and he, Trying to get out to uh, Midgard. Right. Oh, wait, that's the wrong. Uh, that's, that's Vikings. That's the wrong, right. wrong IP. Uh, so he uh, and, and that's you know the thing. But you and then you go through and you die. And when you die, you come back to the beginning of it, which is like his the the house of Hades. You know and mm-hmm. where they live, and you know you you walk out of the pool. And since Zagreus is a, is a Greek god, he doesn't die. He just gets sent back to Hades. I mean, back to right. to, to the bottom level of hell. Um, so he's like, Ugh. so you have that and you, you know, keep trying to get better and further and further and you have different weapons. And then you do pick up things along the way that you can imp- like EXP or monies we'll say, and, uh, improve your character. Now you can start with, instead of 50 life, you start with 60 life, you spend a little bit more. You can start with 70 life up to a hundred life, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. so you have a little bit easier, go do more damage as you go along, you know, spending points and stuff. So, you do get better it does make the make each run you know slightly easier and you are getting better like i wreck through there's not a time i can't get to the last area every time i play with any weapon and that's not and and i do say my skills are much better but i'm not saying i'm good or i'm awesome it's just that you do get better and and things also get easier because you are getting you know, better stuff, and you learn things like, oh, you just mentioned like right. the Zeus thing and the Hangover. Like, I know, oh, if I pick this up, this is a good one for that button. You know, for my special, right? I know this mm-hmm. is a good one, and if I get, and if I see like an Athena come up, like, oh, maybe she'll have the the dash that goes with it, right? So I go and I pick her. Um, mm-hmm. so it's it's one of those things that you do get better, and the game helps you get better, and that's really fun to me. You you always, I always feel like I'm getting better every time. And, and that's what I really, really like about Hades. But the, the memory thing I really like Hades, that's a lot to say that to skip over the most important thing, which is it's got a great story. Like for a a roguelike, Mm. a roguelite doesn't have story. This has crazy story, like really good story. And you don't realize that there's an actual story until after you beat it the first time. And then you beat it and you realize Oh, it's all over. And then they just start talking and things happen and you're like, Oh, I didn't see that. And then every, I can't say this cause you've not gotten there yet, but mm-hmm. everything comes together about why you want to do it again. And then you realize, Oh, I need to do it again because there's something else hiding here. That's a bigger picture that I I'm just now realizing. And then you do it again and then it gets even more. So the story even progresses even more. And even when you fail in between those things, other things progress. Like all of a sudden, because you finished, um, one of the characters in the home starts having different feelings about what's happening and then they start arguing with another one. Uh, you find randomly a character in the dungeon, like in Tartarus or something, you talk to them you're like, oh, who's this person? And you find out that they're a love interest of somebody in the, in your home. And then next time you fail and you go back there, then they talk about it. And you start... Developing these stories with these characters throughout the realms and um, the, some of the decisions you make. Like if you give them uh, these rewards, then they like you more or you can encourage their story to to get bigger. And like this is not something that a roguelite should have.
0: Normally does, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and it and it makes me want to play. And I, and I don't care about dying so much because I go as far as I can as Zagreus does and then I get back, the people will change and the story will continue. And I know that if I finally do make it, the big parts of the story are going to start more. The next step is going to be revealed. Um, And then the next step after that is going to be revealed. And there is going to be an ending to oddly, there is going to be an ending to this game. I know there's going to be an ending because I've beaten it about only about six or seven times now. And it's just it, it, right now i want to play it just talking about cuz i like i, I know something mm-hmm. happens in that last one and i want to go back there and i want to find out more uh cuz it's starting to come together so it it does feel very straightforward the first time you're playing through and then once you beat it it all kind of starts it all starts rolling which is pretty interesting pretty, pretty, and it did win a video game writing it, award it there. won it, it won some awards i mean probably
0: for that for that combination of, like, roguelites are very popular. I think a couple of years ago we talked about um, Dead Cells, which is really, mm-hmm. really popular roguelite. Um, but I've heard that, too. A lot of people talk about the story. It's part of the reason um, a couple of our friends, Pete and maybe Zahn or maybe their brother Ben, were, were playing it, or or maybe it was Aaron who was playing it.
1: doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: Um, they would talk about it in Discord and they would spoiler tag everything some story thing um that they're not wanting to spoil right? by, by you know
1: tag yeah it, it it really is i mean and it's actually really big spoilers with with a lot of things like even things you don't think are going are big or as you're going through the game like oh i'm just talking to these guys and and then you start getting i don't think this is a spoiler but like some of the gods that you just really are just like you think they're flavor text for the powers you're getting but mm-hmm. as it goes on and you start having interactions with them, cause you can also give them things or the story progresses. You realize that they individually have different motives and are doing things in the storyline that you didn't realize was happening the whole time. And you're like, Oh, I don't like you so much anymore. Cause now I realize that you're, I thought you were nice and you're giving me these powers, but kind of backhandedly mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I had a, I had a, th- I don't I mean, sort of thing. <laughs> territory here but mm-hmm. i had a
0: moment because as i said i had a dionysus power and a zeus power yeah. and there was a point in one of the i still not there are some icons and things that i don't quite understand i just know some of the ones that i recognize yeah uh, representing the different deities and then if i'm low on health i'm always looking for the one with a heart on
1: it so that i can of course right that's what you between. start with when
0: when the levels have actually two doors that you can leave correct but i had one where there was a there was a zeus power and a dionysus power right next to each other and i was like well the you know i made the game decision i'm like well this dot the hangover effect is 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 a little more useful than this zeus effect so i'm gonna pick that one Mm -hmm. and then like zeus contacts him and is like matt and spawns all these guys oh you're the the dual thing right yes i know what you're talking about yeah they get angry yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's like you fight him for a while, and then he's like, well, I don't have all day to to you know punish you for your disloyalty. You can keep doing, what
1: doing. Right, right, yeah. The uh, a couple of things that that are hi- that are hidden that you again you don't know were hidden until you keep playing. Uh, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just give one of the way. It's it's just a, me- a mechanic. Um, once you play through and you win, I think it's just after you win. Uh, and maybe like a second or third, cause things will still progress. Like if you, you beat it the first time and then you go back and you're playing through again, even if you fail the next time, you'll come back like two, or three times later and then you'll talk to one of the people and they'll say, Hey man, uh, it would be more helpful if you actually knew what these guys could do, right? What these gods are wanting to give you that they're not giving you all the things that they could. And mm. do you have a list of that? And the guys, and you're like, well, no, I just kind of take whatever they give at me. And I don't have choices between two at most, you know, or one. Mm. And he's like, of course they're really doing this thing. And he says, here, let me help you out. And then at that point you can hit L one and hit like uh the middle button when you're reading their, their character information, like a, the gods and see all of the powers they can give you. And you're like, mm. Oh, Oh, and then and what you don't know is in the background is that to get some powers, you have to have prerequisites of getting other powers. And you're like, I didn't I didn't know that before. Right. But now I can see that when I come up against Dionysus, that one of the powers may be like one I never would have picked a a call or some kind of spell button. That sounds really dumb. But I know now because I can look at his thing that if I pick that one, the next time I get Dionysus, there's a really good chance that I'll have the really powerful power. Now unlocked okay. for him. Okay. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, makes and like sense. I didn't know that before, but that this this is kind of an example of how this game does these little unlocks that you don't need, but when you get, all of a sudden, it changes the game, right? Sure. And then uh, along with that, later on, you also see that the gods have do what's called duo powers. So you did you mentioned Zeus and Dionysus there? Um, if like there's a a power that if you have special the specific powers from both gods of their powers then the next time you go to one of them you can get a power that's both of those things combined oh it's a combo you can do some some lightning beer exactly for, for that's wine. exactly right like it, it's every time it would say like and i just don't know this one off will tap back but the duo power for dionysus and zeus might be something like every time your lightning uh, hits a person they also become have affected with hangover right, right. so you're like oh man you, now that you can see it and you understand the gods because this person's helping you out, uh, you're like, I can now start using the gods for my benefit, right? And and they, mm. it's not just, it becomes this whole storyline of they're just gifting you whatever they want to give you because, you know, you're their subject and they're just so benevolent to like, no, I'm going to start playing them and using them against that. Right. Mm. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's a neat story way to open up a mechanic later in the game and and i know that i happen to know that these mechanics i've not looked at any of these things but i know that these mechanics continue to unlock kind of naturally and i, and I see them i see spaces and in, in upgrades that i don't know what are and i'm like oh yeah this is cool. so anyway hades i know there's a lot i don't want to spend much time on, more any time on that but i really like the game um it's not that expensive honestly
0: No, it keeps going on sale and it's on several platforms now. Yeah. I know most of our friends played it on PC and I happened to buy it on Switch. It was like 20 bucks.
1: Right. I I played it on PlayStation 5 and it was 20 bucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. and and they had it on PlayStation 4 as well. So, yeah, you can buy it cheap. I I will say, thumbs up on it for 20 bucks. Go just, if you got 20 bucks, go, go, and you're looking like, what game should I buy? Definitely buy that one. It's it's fun. (laughs) It's easy. You, You get a lot of time. It's got a story, good mechanics. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, I have a fun time. And like you said, you can play it once, right? You play a 20-minute run and then, you know, yep. put it down and not play it for a while. Uh, okay, so m- moving on from that one, let's go to our movie this week. How's that? All right,
0: this week we watched a classic from... I guess not my childhood, but let's see. I would have been like 13 when this came out, so uh, we're talking about Little Giants from 1994, starring Rick Moranis, Ed O'Neill, uh, with a handful of cameos. Man,
1: that's a that's a um, good that's a good um. Uh, what's a gauge now? Now I finally have it. You said you were 13 in '94. I graduated high school mm-hmm. in '94, so now I can yeah. put our age difference in perspective.
0: Is thirteen man, I always I am always surprised at how young high schoolers are. I'm yeah, like sure. Oh, yeah. they've gotta be like I see some some, you know, stereotypical high schoolers and I'm like, they've gotta be like seventeen, eighteen. But that's only if they're seniors. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Like like at the very end. I fourteen the, year olds When I when I was freshman in high school, the seniors were Um, class of 94
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and so I mean my birthday's in the summer so I was always young uh, for grades but um, yeah I obviously didn't see this in the theater we had it on VHS and so it was in our rotation um, with uh, myself and my and my younger siblings so I've seen this many times but as I often say it's probably been 20 years or at least 15 years um, since I've seen it but I had never seen seen it I've seen it enough times that we would, when we're talking about football, every once in a while we're like, "Oh, it's a chicken little flea flicker on too. Wait, did, or, did
1: we introduce this yet? I know we've been going on about. it. Did we say the name of this? I I said that. Yeah. Okay. Little giants. <laughs> little giants. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, or we'd say, you know, eighty percent mental, forty percent physical. Oh yeah. Um, or annexation of Puerto Rico, like any of those things, and this is one of those movies where. Um, and and I don't know if this is true for everybody. For me, I had movies that I watched enough as a kid that I remember every, like, phonetic sound. Not every phonetic sound. But, like, I hear it, and I hear, like, every inflection, everything, because it's a recording, and you hear it exactly the same way every time. But just like with Toy Story, um, which is, you know, the next year after this, Hmm. um, I watched it as an adult, and I'm like, Oh, there's a, there's a line, there's a joke there, uh, that I didn't know. And of course I didn't write any of them down this time. So I don't remember. Yeah. Cause what our, any of them our are.
1: generations are, were limited to just a handful of things, right? Like right. It, it wasn't the plethora of choices that we have with media. Now it's, you know, you, you have five VHSs. I mean, I'm talking about average rich kids obviously had tons and tons, but, um, you know, not households didn't have a whole lot of owned VHS tapes, right? You had, you know, maybe. I mean, I know
0: I had one cousin who I've mentioned before who had like the Back to the Future movies and um, would watch Star Trek, and you know, had, but he had like a whole wall of VHS tapes, wow, a yeah, whole yeah. wall, but like like a built-in bookshelf. And for us, we had, you know, I mean, we had a lot of stuff taped, like recorded. But mm-hmm. then we had we had purchased movies, and there were, you know, a couple dozen, and a lot of those were mom and dad's movies, yeah, right? Right. And so we'd have like just a handful, like um, th- that era of Disney movies, right? So Aladdin, Little Mermaid, mm. uh, that's a, the the um, classic
1: golden era. I would say golden um, era. What about like... forget uh, Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Lion Beast, King. Lion King. Mm-hmm and there might be one of The sweet right spot of Disney right
0: there. Um right that to me was a sweet spot cuz I was of the right age to have mm-hmm. seen those and appreciate them but also some classics we had taped like um Jungle Book Robin Hood Robin Hood and, uh, yeah, yeah. um and then like movies like this or as i mentioned last week uh Little Rascals mm-hmm. was in that same rotation there were also some um like
1: Hundred One Dalmatians. Um, anyway,
0: it's so cool. we, we, we had
1: we had a similar, and I think it's important to this discussion because it's a, it's a kind of an, it's important how you know when you watch these shows why they are why you have nostalgia about them now or why you you like a thing or something is and it's important how to understand that era right it, it really is in this conversation because mm-hmm. like this movie is something like that I know we didn't have a whole lot and we would get one right we'd get a, a movie and if you can't, people can't tell from me now, I, I am a repeat movie watcher. I will watch movies over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and, and not always intently watch them. I put them on and then I'll be doing something else all the time. Right. Um, it's, it's great living with Shelly now. She's, she's like every other day she looks at me and she says, you just don't stop moving. Do you? Like I don't sit in silence. I will just random thoughts come to my head all the time, and I. And that's how I am in movies kind of keep that. Like if it's in the background, my mind is always paying attention somehow on the background of that. Right. Um, okay, and that's sure. what I did when I was a kid. So we would have and my sister did that, my brother did that as well. So we would have on, like say Willow is one that I can remember of. We would have Willow on, and it would always be on. And we and we would rewind it. When it was over, we rewind it and start it again. Even if we were in the kitchen. Or if we were, you know, in the bedroom or whatever, Willow was playing, right? We'd only had one movie. And then we'd play it so much that the tape would wear out and right. we wouldn't have another movie. And then we'd get another movie and then we'd do the same, right? <laughs> Star Wars yeah. was obviously the biggest one that I had. And somehow we had like, we ended up getting two or three copies because we, we, it wore out. We liked it so much. We got, mom got another one cheap or something They had so many or something and we watched that we wore at least three of those tapes out. Um, so we never, we never had a whole lot because we watched it so often and then rewind and then play again, then rewind and play again, uh, that the tapes would wear out. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember doing a lot of that except that like
0: when there were, you know, I mean, there were almost always really small siblings. mm -hmm. Um, and they would have their favorite thing, and I'm I'm sure that we did that like back to back watch. But I think more often we tried to mix it up. But we definitely went through phases where, like, you know, Toy Story was one of my um uh my brother middle brother's like favorite thing when it came out. So we watched it over and over. Same thing with um, Hundred One Dalmatians. Hmm. But anyway, this is one of those. So <laughs> this is one of those. I <laughs> to say, but
1: it's important, I think.
0: There were a lot of things about it that I that I remembered, like I almost didn't really need to, um, you know, have my eyes on it all the time. Well, you um,
1: just you mentioned like the sound of the things and it, you can. See, yeah, like, I bet you could just hear it. I know. I know where all the lines are and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're doing this thing.
0: And that's a that's a, a little bit of a foreshadowing for a joke they're going to do later. Oh, by the way, these are my um,
1: these are my favorite kind of movies to fall asleep to. Because sure. I can close my eyes and listen to them, like you're saying, and envision it in my head, and then I fall asleep. Because I'm, mm. you know, that's that's exactly okay. how I fall asleep. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So I can. See, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like you didn't have to watch it, but you can still see it and and know that kind of stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, for me, i and this one, I hadn't I hadn't seen it. I guess I say that that's one. This is one that I had missed. Um, okay. It it's a Rick Moranis thing. And for some reason I didn't see a whole lot. Of, I saw Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and a few others, but um, I don't know why I didn't see a whole lot of Rick Moranis movies. Maybe mom didn't like Rick Moranis or something.
0: Um, well, it's, I mean, some of it is the thing you're saying. Like you had movies that you, that you owned or had right. taped or whatever. And if you didn't, like maybe you saw it once. Like that was me with the Back to the Future movies and um, some other, like I just didn't have, the ability like until you get old enough that maybe you start going to the to the video store or like um one time we lived not far from a video store that had free kids movies
1: oh yeah that's cool and and so we i would, never had we that. I would, that that would have been or so cool yeah
0: my some of my younger siblings would like get movies from the library um, oh yeah I right i did do I that for a while. i didn't do that, that i often. did do that but um so i have a couple of couple of different things but what did you what did you think about this movie this i i compare it to sandlot because um sandlot is a movie i didn't see until i was an adult same right. thing with goonies where it's like yeah i didn't really imprint
1: on it so like <laughs> that's funny because cause this, this is this is copies of those right like but for you it's this right is the it's original like right, like, yeah. like this is the one that i saw
0: which is not to say that i was immune or oblivious to um the very shall we say uh spielbergness of this movie yeah sure uh, I, yeah i, I know I, what you mean I, when you say that i was i was messaging our buddy fox while i was watching it because he said that he had seen it uh recently a couple months ago yeah. and i wanted to you know i was messaging him privately because i didn't want to spoil anything for you if you hadn't watched it yet mm. which as it turned it's out it's like a
1: yeah, per is a perfect nathan age for his, his right life. exactly
0: exactly exactly and i
1: said i said if you told
0: me spielberg made this movie i would believe you Mm -hmm. um it's it's amblin entertainment but it's not uh um, it's not spielberg he's he's involved in it the trivia that i kind of wish that i that i had not heard but the trivia is that the the writer james ferguson um made a story like this as a commercial a TV uh-huh. commercial and Spielberg liked it so much that he uh hired or whatever uh Ferguson to adapt it into a full screenplay.
1: Oh, I see. Uh I I I so I had um had somewhere in my head that I thought that this was a baseball movie when you had recommended it and I couldn't remember. Well, I said Sandlot. So. Yeah, I mean that's what it was. So so I and I was thinking about what movie what we were going to watch so I did a a Google search for it to to see if this wasn't what it was like, I was like, sports, kids' movie. Mm-hmm. I, I had just forgotten and it came yes. up and I saw it. It said the little giants with rotten tomatoes, and unfortunately, that part spoiled it for me because it saw that it has a 38% on rotten tomatoes and only a 60 oh. something percent uh, for audiences. Audience. Um, that's and I was incredibly uh, low that is, and and that's so, and I hate I hate that I did that, right? I hate that I mm. that I had that on there. I, I don't want that I don't like that to anything, to, to affect anything. Um, but I saw that and I was like, oh, 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 oh don't don't see that. Um, but as I started watching it, um, and I got through it, I, I I felt like, oh, I I see where those numbers came down and how those came n- numbers down. Yeah. Because my review would be pretty simple. It was straightforward. It was it's and, and bear with me. It's um, um, unoriginal, derivative, dumbed down. But I enjoyed it and I really liked it. Like, right. I mean, there's nothing new here. This is, this is yeah. some, like, it, it came at a time, even in 94, where all of this had been done and done way better. Um, mm. That there was so much um, not great scenes and unbelievable and not make sense in it. I didn't laugh at any point. I <laughs> smiled almost all the way through, but I didn't necessarily laugh. But that doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy it. I actually absolutely did enjoy it. Like I, I felt good uh, through it. I felt Mm -hmm. good at all the points. Um, I was happy at all the little scenes that they showed, as dumb or corny as they might be, or not as not as inspired original. I still liked seeing the nerdy skinny kid like flex. Right? That's nothing new, and it's nothing. Mm -hmm. But I just liked it in this context, and it just made me feel good and happy, and that's all I needed. Right? And then at the end, when the end happens, I liked that too. So. I, I enjoyed this for all those words that, that I said, which are would, could be considered negative words. They don't really matter, right? They're just words that describe a thing. And I, I, I like that. I, this was the experience of sitting down and just enjoying it. Um, so when I look now that I look back and I can see those, those numbers, rotten tomatoes, they're not wrong They're They, mm-hmm. they fit right. And that's the right thing. I would give this a five out of 10, but, mm-hmm. but that is not, that is not to say I wouldn't recommend. It. I totally would recommend it. Like, I, like actually, I would say that if if Fox said, "Hey, I'm looking for like a, a sports movie for my kid," I'd say, "Hey, you watch Little Giants." I'd also say Sam Lott and things like that too. Sure. But Little Giants would definitely be Bad News Bears, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Little Giants would definitely be in that list that I would recommend to people. And I can't say that for all the movies, even though I've liked them that we've watched. I can't say that I would recommend them. This is one that I that I would because I liked it. It feel good, and I did like how you said Spielberg because that does that's 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 a that's an accurate description.
0: I mean, I think when when I sent that message to Fox is when they're doing the like um Icebox is chasing the the cool kids who are on their bikes and she's on the go-kart. Uh-huh. Right. And they're doing this chase and they're playing this music and I'm like this is this is pure Spielberg. It's just <laughs> right? 100% like uh you know uh, just just spielberg feel and, and aesthetic so um well well yeah, that, that's couple, that's go, the
1: thing is go, is go, that he the, that's the why people probably give it these things is because spielberg had done movies like this before right. that right and other people had done movies like this before that so this movie was just another what cynicals of us today, if it happened today would say, Oh, they're just trying to cash in on the Spielberg movies or on the other movies. This is just a pure cash grab for that kind of thing. I'm like, whatever, man. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it fits into a sort of formula and, and, and I agree with
0: everything you said. Like I, I referenced that trivia thing where they're like, it's based on a commercial and I'm like, oh, I wish you hadn't told me that. Because now that, uh, you know, you can't unring that bell. I'm like, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. I I see it now. I see the lines and I see the the things where I'm like, yeah, this is the exact kind of, it's like when, when I think it was Budweiser, was doing those uh, commercials with the dog and the horse with that passenger song um, and like the slow guitar. And I'm like, I'm not even sure what's happening in this story, but you show me that little dog jump out of the back of that truck and run back to be with his friend the horse and mm-hmm. the guy mm-hmm. is singing that song i'm crying and i don't even know what's happening in the story right. it just is it's it's like um it's like fox said like, the salt and fat it's like there's just pure like doritos on this uh on this what i'm watching and it's hitting all the pleasure centers in my brain just, just right. Yeah. Um, and that's, that, that in, what,
1: that's what makes an enjoyable movie, right? Like, right. Yeah. Right.
0: And it's not, you know, like you said, like you said, it's not, um, it's not winning any awards. It's not going on anybody's top of anything list unless it's, you know, something incredibly specific. Um, so a couple of, I already said the Spielberg thing, And I I messaged Fox when I started watching it because I was like, I know you said you watched this, but, you know, it was in the middle of our conversation on the air and he didn't really give any kind of value judgment. And he was like, he's like, it's still good. It holds up. Some of it's a little problematic. And I was like, oh, great, great. (laughs) Fox is Fox is a little, uh, uh, we'll say left leaning. Yeah. And and I was like, I was like, oh, Fox, whatever. And then we got to, I got to some scenes in the movie, and I'm like, "Oh, oh, I see, I see what he's saying. I, I see it. Sure, yep. yeah, for sure, yep. I'm, I'm cringing. I get it. You, you know, I was wrong. Um, I don't know if you can guess the scenes that I'm sure, yeah, that, that I'm talking about. Right. Um, there's, there's implied romance between uh, Rick Moranis' daughter and the the new kid in town, the, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the star quarterback where there's some physicality and there's some awkward kind of blushing things yeah. and the, the characters are supposed to be 10. Right. Like, yeah. No, no, come on. No, stop it. Yeah. Stop it right now. <laughs> right. I know exactly um, what you're talking about. And you know, the movie's PG. It's not I, like, right. it's not
1: full on inappropriate. You're just watching it now and you're like, Ugh. Yeah, the the they're, I will give them this credit. S- miniature spoiler. At, <laughs> they didn't go full on with that. Like at the end, I actually no. really appreciated at the end, they were supposed to kiss and then they stopped for a minute and then they just act like 10 year olds again. I'm like, that's great. That's perfect. Right. That's right. what should have happened, And it did. And I yeah. liked that they it, nodded to it was a little nod by them pausing and like, this is the part where we kiss now at the finale. And then they didn't yeah. like little kids. I was like, that's so perfect. Like, that's exactly how it should have ended. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, but then they um, did. The, they followed it up with Rick Moranis getting a kiss, which was, you
0: know, hey, they gave us both <laughs> from from the the quarterback. And that was my other thought too, which I guarantee, you know, my my child brain, my even my teenager brain would not put together, but my you know forty year old guy who's spent the last twenty years on the internet goes, Rick Moranis had had a high school, cr- not even a high school crush, like ten year old crush on the, this kid's uh mother and they're all flirty now I'm like if they end up together then icebox and junior are going to be step siblings like, <laughs> right okay that's i won't call that the <laughs> right. movie being problematic like that's me in my my own brain being problematic. <laughs> i but mean right I, it, I will say when you know there's a it, lot of shows it, that do that though right it's just like oh it's a funny kind of thing it's a thing that works in fiction that i think
1: almost never happens <laughs> right pa- like parents the if the parents can date then the kids can date and it'll be wonderful and we'll all get and like no, wait, right. wait 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 no, wait wait no. <laughs> that's not how that works right that's um isn't that well? spoilers
0: for clueless but i think that's what happens at the end of clueless <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's her her stepbrother. And, and um anyway like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the thing happens in the movie so yeah. so that was my sort of thing the combination of like the You know, the, the bloom off the rose, seeing the writing and going, oh, this is really cheesy. And I knew it was cheesy. right yeah. Even at the time I watched it, I'm like, this is a cheesy kids movie, but it's fun. um, And, you know, probably combination of like the time of day and, you know, I had a little bit to drink because I knew I didn't need to really focus on mm-hmm. the story. I know the story perfectly and, and well. And
1: honestly, it doesn't have a great story, like it, besides, besides the simple fact of that, there is a game between the haves and it's a, have nots. It's a the, couple the,
0: days and they train and the the, the scrappy have nots win. Spoilers. Like yeah. You knew right. you knew that was gonna happen. That's how these movies go. Yeah. And and, and,
1: and it and it doesn't have they it doesn't even try on the other things, it doesn't do that well at all. Like it tries to do this uh fighting with the girl trying to be like a girl but a boy, but it just does not do anything right there. Like it, mm. it, it's it's not great writing. Rick Moranis and her interactions are cringeworthy, if anything. And then I don't know what kind of story that. What kind of point they're trying? Are they trying to tell that she should be more girl like, or that he should want her to be more girl like? Yeah, well, or he, or yeah, that he, she's a boy he's like sort like, of. It's it's funny. It's
0: you know, one of the one of the things that I think is interesting about doing this show with you is that you notice a lot of this kind of parent especially single parent stuff Mm -hmm. that just
1: blows right by me yeah Um, yeah yeah that that seemed that scene was very troubling for me by the way i was like oh this is i was like this is oh this is this is when the show's gonna get like like show a little bit of emotional depth and like kind of serious for the parents and then i was like oh no that's terrible and then they don't resolve it and they don't care and it's like why did they do this you know she she yells and says something like you know He's like, Mom, quit us. And she's like, no, she just quit you or something. And I was like... She, she found a better team. Right? A better team. I'm like, a, a that is not football. cool. And, and you know, the, like, even
0: though... Yeah, it's like the, the... I don't know, the bit or whatever. I don't know if it feels weird to call it a bit. But like, right. the bit is that Rick Moranis being a single father is raising his daughter like a boy. Right? Right. Except that he's not um, he's not like right he's, well he's not and he's also not like you expect her to be the daughter of a football guy right well, like like Moranis the brother is, like she would he be isn't the isn't a right? football guy right it's his brother um kevin who's the who's the football guy so like yeah that none of that holds up to any kind of scrutiny at all and there's so much of it that like okay so one of the first times they score maybe the second time they score They give the kid, they give the ball to the kid, Johnny, right? Mm Whose, whose dad is always gone. And that's a, that's a super Spielberg trope, right? Like every, every Spielberg movie about kids has some kind of absent or, or, or not understanding. Again, they didn't
1: really even like explain or do, do anything with that. It's barely
0: developed at all. Like the, (laughs) the, the parents all meet at this, at this sort of rally thing and Rick Moranis gives a line about wishing that that he was ge- hoping he was going to get to meet Johnny's dad. And Johnny's dad is away on business all the time. And then in the middle of the game, they see him coming and he's he's running. He's running up like with a briefcase in one hand. I <laughs> have no like, idea why. It's, or, it's, or <laughs> no. it's that exact. It's that exact kind of commercial. Right. Designed to fit the whole thing in 45 seconds is this is this story because like you see him and he's running and he's running but he's he's close enough people can see him but far enough that he doesn't get to the field until they're in the middle of this play and then like icebox tells johnny to run to his dad and he's yelling dad and and i'm not sobbing, but I'm crying. I'm like, this is so dumb, and I don't even care. Like, it's 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 that <laughs> so, exact yeah. thing. Like, it. And I, of course, remember seeing it dozens of times when I was yeah. a kid. I can't relate in any way to any of right. that, like absentee father stuff. But like, the emotion is is there, and it's it's done very cheaply. But it yeah. doesn't matter. I, I 100% agree.
1: I, I 100%. Then for agree. that
0: whole that whole last like. 10 15 minutes of the movie it's just that kind of stuff like just a bunch of cheap like emotionally manipulative stuff where i'm like oh this is this and he's gonna duck his head under the pads because he, cause he can't see and that he's gonna rip his head off they're gonna put alka-seltzer in their mouths and and that's a <laughs> yeah. that's a funny thing and then icebox is gonna come back out and they're gonna do it and the and the music's gonna play and um ed o'neill gonna be a little bit humbled and they're gonna they're gonna change the water tower just like in the beginning. It's not gonna be just his. It's gonna be both their names. And right. Rick Rick Moranis just wanted to be included. He just wanted to be picked, and now he is, and everything's great. Right. And I'm, I'm like sobbing. I was
1: telling Fox about it, and he did send me the, the, the gift. Like, I'm not crying. You're crying. Right. Yeah. He, he they even do the um, like. Oh, we just got to up it up a ratchet, and we're gonna we're gonna bet our own businesses on. Like, none of that is necessary. No. None right. of that. You know. And all of a sudden, like the the. The, the mic is on and the entire crowd is listening to these brothers who are arguing in the middle of a peewee league
0: coin. put right, like right.
1: none of this makes any sense at all. And it just goes off the rails for no reason. Um, but I'm, I kind of like, I expected, I expected it from this after the first 10 minutes, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know what this is. I know what we're we're getting here, and mm-hmm. and I know and I definitely know who the audience is, is, right? Yeah, I I know that this is for ten to twelve year olds. And right. if you think that you should have any kind of uh, cinematic critique of this, then uh, for ten ten to twelve year olds, then you're missing the point, buddy. Uh, get <laughs> right. get on board and and take yourself back to ten or twelve year olds where none of that stuff matters, and every little scene that's being shown here. Is exactly what a ten or twelve year old wants to see in forty five seconds, right? Because um, that's it, yeah,
0: it's like a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Hawkeye. Like, yeah. th- I'm like, this is it's for it's for a specific audience, and it's again that kind of you know it's rated PG, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's Spielbergian, right? You can you can have it on, and your whole family in the room, and you're not going to see anything or hear anything. Uh, you know, yeah. Or...
1: Yeah. And so, so, so in conclusion, the scores that are out there for this movie are not wrong <laughs> in any way. Right. Uh, but that does not tell whether the movie is good or bad. Um Yeah. And, and I'm glad you said Hawkeye it can be very similar. I don't know what the scores are for Hawkeye. They're probably really good, but uh that doesn't necessarily say that a lot of times scores don't tell the whole story. And, I, and I'm really glad you picked this one because that's a perfect example of it. Um, we can look at things and say, oh, it doesn't look good. I don't want to watch that. Well, it, maybe not. But sometimes a friend will recommend it and for reasons that, you know, he knows, he or she knows that your kid or your friend or you are this kind of person, so you will like it as opposed to nobody else liking it, right? Yeah. So, scores are smore, so, score s'mores, right? <laughs> that's something that it is. <laughs> uh, okay, so next week, um, it's my pick, right? Uh, you, in celebration of you being out west, not in Arizona, but in the the cowboy country, um, we're gonna watch my favorite uh, cowboy movie, which is Tombstone. Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Under Huckleberry. It, it is definitely my favorite. There's so many things I like about this this movie, and um, you know I I started liking a lot of other uh, cowboy movies that are getting closer. Like I started actually last week or two weeks ago. I watched True Grit again. Um, that is another like movie that's becoming classic for me. That is just really, really good. And I, b- believe it or not, I didn't realize that, uh, the girl from Hawkeye is in that. She's like the lead girl in true grit. Um, yeah. Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. I was like, wow, she's like, she can't be like eight to 10 in that, and she's really good. Hmm. Um, I was like, no wonder I I she saw she that got in her theater,
0: color. but not any time. Reason.
1: Yeah. She's, she's really good. And all of the characters and. uh, um, what's his name? He's with uh, Ben Affleck's buddy, um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon's in it. He's really good, and and obviously all the other people in it are fantastic in what they're doing. And they're just like not caricatures. They're just certain characters. Anyway, it's it's a great western, it's, and it does all the western things. Um, and Tombstone is 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 still going to probably be forever. The uh, perfect western for me, because it's you know it's got it's even got some Spielberg things to it and movie things to it and yeah. So anyway, I'm look I kind of looking forward to it. And you can be in Texas, you know, walk in with a uh, a cup and do your little gunslinging thing. You know, okay. I don't think that'll go over well in Texas, but
0: <laughs> I'm not going to walk around while I'm watching the movie.
1: All right, that, oh yeah well, i mean like walk into a bar with your cup you know and oh i see. do the little thing uh okay cool uh next we have uh our, i guess our last thing we'll talk about today um we watched the witcher season two we're not all the way through though right um you caught up you caught up to me i, I kind of jumped a- ahead and and started watching it a lot so you were like let's do this um what do you think so far? It's different than season one for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, it's,
0: it's it's more straightforward, yes, than uh, than than season one. As in, there are no massive time skips. There's confusing, no, like, confusing massive time skips. Stuff being told out of order, or at vastly different uh, eras, or or things like that. There's a lot of There's a lot of politics, a lot of world building that is a little, um, quite overwhelming, but just like, I'm not all that interested in it. Yeah. Um, but not as much as I kind of the first and maybe second episode gave me the impression that it was going to be more of what, um, season one did a lot of, which is kind of a monster of the week.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of thing, and I there's... think the first two episodes felt that way strongly, didn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's I think we're four
1: episodes in, yeah, four, we're the first four. Um, and... I think it's starting to deviate away from that. Would you Would you yeah. think? Yeah, mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, but but I did feel those first two were monster of the week, and I and I kind of enjoyed it because it was carrying on the story, but giving us monster of the week stuff still. Um, right, like part of me
0: just wants to see. Henry Cavill do Geralt and do the voice yes. and have the Correct. hair and the eyes and do yes. some fights with the sword. Like that's not solve a mystery. Like said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not crazy, you know, with the action stuff, but like, that's the thing I want to see partly because I know that the actor is super into it. Yeah. Um, but I'm you, not going to watch you wanna that. You want to see a witcher
1: do a Witcher do witching things, right? Right. But yeah. I
0: don't want to watch that for 10 hours. Yes.
1: Correct. Yeah. So, uh, and and hours, this, something. this seems to, eight hours. to to follow, I have not read the books, but what I understand of people talking to me about the books, like it's, it's a lot more, uh, you mentioned the politics stuff in the world building. I think that is what pe- people love about the books. Like they do people who love book series. We mentioned wheel of time, for example, it, is the, like the political intrigue is why people like game of Thrones things. They liked that political mm-hmm. intrigue in the world and the different setups. Um, and I think this movie, this movie, this show seems to be doing that justice because I, I, I am, even though I may or may not be interested, like, like you say, you, you aren't is like, I, I see they're doing it. Like I see that's, they're putting a focus on it. And I bet people who read the books are like, oh yeah, this, this is setting up Nif, Nifl, Nif, Nilf Nilfgard and, and Yeah. And it's different kingdoms. It's not so much
0: that I'm not interested in that. I, I just don't know. And there's either, so right. many
1: there's so many names being thrown around that I'm like, I don't Exactly. Right. And it has been a while. It has been a while since season season one, I think we're not terrible long, but long enough that I don't remember everything. And I don't kind of want to go back and watch season one because it is so darn confusing with stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? That that confusion of time skipping and not knowing what goes where and when, it's intentional and it and I know why you did it and we we've reviewed this. But it doesn't make me want to go back and watch it to re understand things because I'll be struggling with, you know, time things. Uh, So I'm enjoying the straightforwardness of Season 2 a lot better. Um, They're in Care Morgan now. uh, Care Morgan or something like that, where they're at. uh, Which is the Witcher stronghold, where they go for the winter. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoy that and the the different Witchers. I think that's kind of cool. I'm still confused at Witchers in general, because they mentioned several times that they don't... Like, they take this mutagen, I guess, and it takes makes them more monster and they have no human emotions, mm-hmm. but they definitely do. Right. So I don't know. What are they trying to do here? Are they trying to tell me they don't or they do and they're ignoring it and lying? I don't know what's happening. I don't understand that whole plot part. Um, I like Siri better in this one than mm-hmm. she was in the first season. Uh, well, she's my, my part so. of the
0: story and not just running around. randomly.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, uh, I, I like the monsters. I mean, they they seem very original. They're not just trolls and, and whatever. Right. Right. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, I like the presentation. I, I like a lot about it. It's, I think it's definitely improvement on season one and season one was pretty good. Uh, it's not, again, we, we, as we said with wheel of time, it's no, it's no game of Thrones. It just sits in a different spot. Same mm-hmm. way wheel of time sits in a different spot. And this one feels older for sure, because it's, Mature, you know, it's definitely a mature audience type right, thing. Right. Uh definitely not Game of thrones again. Definitely not to, to that point.
0: No. But there was I think season one had one episode which is funny that I was watching it like at in season one, uh, on my lunch break or whatever, and Sarah was home and she watched an episode with me, and it happened to be that one episode where Jennifer is topless for so much of the episode. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and she's like there's a lot of nudity in this show. I'm like, it's not normal. Like, yes, there is some, but it's not normally like
1: this. Right. Right. Um, I, well, that's, I guess something to do, I, I continue to like Yennefer and Yennefer's story. It's so mm-hmm. interesting. I, it's not like, and I am not familiar besides, like, I played the first Witcher game and I'm playing Witcher 3 again still. I've not played all the way through and I'm started over and playing through again so I can understand yeah, it. But I played a little bit of it. So I don't know a whole lot. But I, I I will say it's very interesting that um, Geralt is definitely the main character. But Yennefer, to me, is, so far in, in the games and in the uh, the show, seems equal as a main character, right? Like, she hmm. feels like she gets equal screen time. She's definitely always on her own storyline. Right. And yeah, I don't know.
0: I mean, I, I can't speak to the games. I played a little bit of Witcher 3
1: um and some of
0: that card game
1: what? oh yeah uh um, I, was, I just played it i just played it. i was playing the credit of it um because cause in the game you play it it's it's, it's a full game itself right mm-hmm. yeah. um but yeah um which got it got it got annoying to me because every time i go to a vendor and i need to like upgrade my gear i'm like oh but there's cards that i could buy from cards yeah you know, there's this Final guy Fantasy I can buy cards does that too I can buy cards from from this vendor mm-hmm. instead of so I spend my money on like magic cards instead of on things right. I need. Um so yeah uh but Jennifer yeah Jennifer like she's in the first season she didn't meet up with Geralt all the time.
0: Like No, I mean big chunks of the story are her
1: backstory. That's some of the time uh time inconsistency stuff we were talking. Yeah, and and in se- season season two, they've not even seen each other, and we're four episodes in. Yeah, yeah. S- so you've got these two main characters who don't see each other and don't interact, and they're supposed to be like intertwined with each other. Uh, but I enjoy it, and I think the actress is good. I like—I'm not sure—I I, want to say I like the, that they're the struggle she's going through. I like it, but I want to see more special effects in with her status <laughs> as it is there's there's less of that. Sure. Um uh so uh, and who knows? It may change next episode. We don't even know, right? What things will happen. Right. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I I like it. I place it more definitely more mature for more older audiences than Wheel of Time. Uh mm-hmm. I don't think that I would not show this to my 15-year-old or 14-year-old, maybe 17-18-year-old, right. maybe. Right. Uh, or older, that would be the youngest. I'm going young side there, right? But mm-hmm. honestly, it's. I think it sits in in late 20s, 30s kind of, you know, mentality. Kind of. Or or older, um, ish. I don't know. Who am I to say on on those things? Uh. So yeah. I and 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 the story's good. It's good fantasy. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, Henry Cavill continues to do a a good job. And I hate I hate Shasker's hair. Hair. I hate his hair. I can't help it, man. I hate his haircut. He's awful. <laughs> I didn't realize uh. it. <laughs> I know. He he's a character that I I don't know what to think about. Everybody loves him so much, and then sometimes I just he gets annoying, and he feels like he's he's a, a written character on on a, on a on a page. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, in season one, my big thing with him was when he does the song.
1: Yeah. Right. Awesome right. Point.
0: Everybody knows that song. <laughs> to, to um. Nature. That was when, like, that was when the show became fun and good for me. Because it's, I mean, it started really rough. There's this whole thing with a girl in the woods who dies or something. I forget what happens to her, but she's not important at all. And yeah, she right? seems like she's supposed to be important to girl's yes. story. Right. And then he does this, like, he goes into town and people all hate him, even though he's killed the monster for him. And I'm like... Yeah, Henry Cavill just just defend yourself and cut those people down. Who you know, <laughs> right. do they think they are? And then you're like, oh, he's the butcher of Blaviken. And I'm like, those people had it coming.
1: They attacked him. <laughs> they totally did. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, there. I saw it. <laughs>
0: you know, of course he's he's doing this. He's doing this PR thing. And I'm like, that's you know what? That's actually good. That's fun, and it helps that the song is super.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, but and as that's, far that's... as as far as his character and his
0: like his writing and, and lines and stuff, I'm
1: like, yeah,
0: yeah, I could see how he... not not that he's bad. It's just not um, not as interesting. You know, there's a reason he has so little screen time compared to uh, the rest, Geralt and Yeti yeah, and
1: Siri. Yeah, he he. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I liked in the first season that he was the like fanboy. I kind of liked that, right. That, that he was, that he was kind of a lovable loser fanboy type thing uh, that, that I got real well and how Geralt was always better than him. Like he, he made Geralt look better all the time. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and, and Geralt would always poke fun of him or like put him in the worst situation. I remember when they were in the, the one with the child surprise, when they were at the wedding type thing, you know, Geralt was not supposed to be one that fits in, and this feels like the the a- area that the bard would be great in. But Geralt's actually the one that everybody likes, and, and he keeps you know making Jasker look worse. So that kind of interplay was always kind of nice. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And yeah. in this, and so far in the one episode that I've seen him in, this one, uh, I guess that's a spoiler. He um, just like again like pages. He's writing. He's reading pages on a, lines on a script, and yeah, without. Without um, Geralt in the scene to to play off of,
0: he's missing missing some of that. Right? He he really some is. Yeah, he he
1: needs to, he. You know what? he's a sidekick, and that's all he is, sure. right? And, and I bet you book readers are going crazy. Like, no, he's not. I just with the show, he's a sidekick right now. That's all I can right, say. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's a lot. We went. Through, we didn't go. We didn't have a lot of time with, with today, but I think we're kind of cut our show short a little bit because we ran through our list already. Okay. Yeah. I don't, um,
0: I mean, I guess I thought I was well, next I, week. I,
1: we're going to talk about for all mankind, right? Cause I know you finished it and I need to like push I, it. I finished season two. So if you finish, we'll have that to talk about. I was
0: going to, I think at the top of the show, I was going to talk about touristy stuff that I did last weekend. Um, but it's really not like I went to, um, the the magnolia silos which you, if you've ever seen or heard of the tv show uh what's it called uh, steel magnolias not steel magnolias it's I the home know. improvement show um fixer up time with tim Taylor. no on on hgtv it's called fixer upper oh it's a couple in waco <laughs> you're talking about like a real show i get it <laughs> yeah it's a real it's a reality show they buy these houses and fix them up and sell them and the wife's uh interior design style is very what i call farmhouse chic i don't know if that's the proper term for it but it's a lot of like canvas and burlap with like nice ceramics and and handcrafted wood um kind of stuff but they have this big like market thing in downtown waco and i mostly went there because my mom loves that show and she's like oh you'll be close to that you can check it out you know the aesthetic is not really my aesthetic. And also I don't need house decor stuff living in a camper. Um, yeah. But it was, it was nice. Uh, and, and, you know, well, well maintained and everything also went through the Dr. Pepper museum, which is there in, in, it's funny. Oh, wait, well. you told me
1: you drank warm Dr. Pepper,
0: hot Dr. Pepper, is hot Dr. They, Pepper. They used to do, in the 70s there's some story behind it like some soda jerks or something running place like the weather got cold and they're like we don't we don't really have anything hot drink to sell and they're like maybe we can do something with what we've got here and for a little while it was popular like you heat up dr pepper pour it over a slice of lemon and that's you've got your warm like a mulled wine kind of a thing and and the the museum tour included a coupon for their little soda jerk shop and I'm like, well, this is the most intriguing thing to me. Like I don't care about, you know, making a Dr. Pepper float or, you know, ice cream. Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> make or, it make it float. <laughs> yeah, I realize I said make make it float sounds like a oh, crazy weird. But um or like have cherry or lime or some weird so I'm like, I'm curious about this hot thing. I gotta try it. And it." tasted exactly how i expected it to taste. It tasted like Dr Pepper that you heated up and put a lemon slice in. It was that, very that, weird.
1: That does not sound good. I mean, like I, I mean, don't like I don't like hot pop.
0: Right. Hot soda. Right. It's I mean, Dr Pepper has a little different flavor of it. Like i think if it was Coca-Cola or Pepsi it would be legitimately disgusting. But um, <laughs> right, it was yeah, it was okay. I just don't know that i would ever do it again, except like as a novelty, like as a,
1: as a bit. Um,
0: let's, let's all have
1: some hot Dr. Pepper tonight. Yeah,
0: exactly. The other thing I did is there's a, I I don't remember if it's a national park or one of the other designations, but there's a site just outside of Waco, uh, where they found mammoth fossils. I don't know if you've heard of this. Mm -mm. Um, there's like a, you know, migratory path or something up from the actual, northern part of the country down uh somewhere i forget how far south but it's a it's the only place where they have found um multiple fossils together that that proves that mammoths traveled in herds
1: oh uh, yeah they do move in herds they
0: do move in herds and uh at this site they built a big building over the bones over the fossils Uh, to protect them from light and and water and stuff. And so you can go and, you know, you can't get close enough to touch them, but, like, there's a walkway, and you can see them. Like, I was within six feet of these legitimate mammoth fossils. Um, Wow. And that was kind of cool. It's the first, since I started traveling, it's the first, like, national park uh, um, site that I've been to. So that's uh it was but, one of the things like in the absence of any concrete like, oh, I wanna really wanna go and see, you know, whatever, the LA or something. I mean, I've been to LA. But yeah, yeah. um, right. I was like, Oh, going to all the national parks would be cool. Um, I know that's a, thing <laughs> sure. a lot of, a lot of people do, but right. um this was my first one of those. And so Many more to
1: come. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I mean I'll be right in texas for a little while still but I keep my eye out You're further gonna, are you gonna go to are you
1: gonna go to the alamo
0: i so that's probably too far and i <laughs> honestly don't know where it is because i'm bad at geography uh um i mean i'm not bad at geography i just never had Te-
1: texas geography right
0: cause to cause to look it up like i know I now have a pretty good sense of where Dallas and Houston are relative to each other and relative to the state. Before I came <laughs> to the state, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, those are both in Texas and also Austin and San Antonio. Like, I can name some cities, but I don't know where they are um, relative to each other or other states or anything. Sure. Um, right. Until I came here and looked at a map and was like, oh, Austin's right there.
1: I, part part of your your uh traveling journey and, and our show as it relates to our show I telling we had a monday when we were talking and and you were having some internet issues and you've been having it for for a little bit and then you don't really have too much to today and i was talking to shelly and i was, she was like i was like Man, we we talked the other day and he was having some stuff and i talked to him on his phone and then today she says she knew that I, we were recording tonight and she asked me. She says, "So how how's his is internet doing? Is it going to do good enough for recording?" I was like, "Well, he just moves his house to do to, to a different to a different place. Mm-hmm. You know, if if he has bad internet, he just moves his house." I said, "So I said, I don't know. Depends on where he moved his house to today." Yeah, I'm knowing.
0: So I'm at a kind of crowded RV park because I'm down as I as we said at the top. I'm just north of Houston, and it's pretty warm here, and I'm pretty close to the more populated areas, so there are a lot of people here, and the the Wi-Fi is pretty spotty and kind of will drop out every once in a while. Like the parks have Wi-Fi that you can buy, but it's not the greatest. Um, usually, it's <laughs> yeah, enough the... for me to work, but I'm like, I want the connection to stay, and so I'm actually connected through my phone because I know that the five G is uh, more stable; it's at least not going to drop
1: out. Um, I, I would I would guess that most people room. don't don't consider like uh outdoor parks being like the most important thing to have high speed Wi-Fi connection i would guess exactly,
0: right exactly exactly
1: there are a lot of um
0: like they call them cabins but they're really more like something i would call a tiny house if you know mm-hmm, what am I, I know what you're I, ta- mean I know i talk about yeah when i say that but there are a lot of mm-hmm. cabins here um you know they're like the size of a really big camper but they're you know a structure with siding and everything um and so i suspect i expect that people who buy those still want to have like good enough internet to watch netflix and stuff when they come in the in the summer and, and things but yeah it's part of part of the idea is like people go out and um you know walk their dogs or whatever or they have the satellite
1: or something and they're just yeah their, their, their and thought is why the, why should you be on the internet when there's all this nature right right, right. <laughs> yeah i mean i think
0: the reality of it is it's just you know whatever connection they can get which is usually like a dsl or something because most even rv parks are still kind of remote like i was surprised this one is i had to go to a best buy and it was only 15 minutes like it's closer than than anywhere I've been when I went to um uh Waco Texas that was an hour from where I was camping and that was the closest place that I could find a Best Buy so if you have a sense of like how big a town has to be for there to be a Best Buy I don't know if that <laughs> helps at all because there's one in Bloomington but Bloomington is a city of like I don't know fifty, sixty thousand 60000 people um RV parks so far the ones that I've been to are in towns of like thousand people um yeah and so there's not you just don't get great internet in those kind of places and then it has to be shared by everybody staying at the park so if it's winter and most of the park spots are you know empty campers with nobody in them doing anything uh it's fine but you get to nice warm weather where there are a lot of people and kids and whatever then you have to share the internet with everybody.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, got it. Commu communal. You're you're working in uh, a commune is what you're working. You're living yeah. in a commune, right? A sure. <laughs> well, I mean you were just in Waco. So That's true. That's true. I mean the birthplace of of, of Waco. Too too, too, too that was like thirty years ago
0: or something. Right. All right. So next week we are
1: watching what'd you say, Tombstone. Tombstone. Get to get to it. And I might, I didn't get to watch all of that, uh, true grit. Maybe I'll watch the second half of that getting mm-hmm. super cowboy. What was that? What was that? Not, I mean, I know we're, we're wrapping it up here. What was that show we watched? I'm calling out to the guests here too. What, what was that show we watched years ago? when before we even had the, the hundred poster challenge, where it was a Netflix series, it was a cowboy thing. Like It was a Netflix's series first with series to, to go with Michelle Dockery. Ooh, see, you pulled that out. I don't know that one.
0: Yeah, I was kind of surprised that I knew that. She was in Downton Abbey. And also, I know you haven't seen Downton Abbey, but this fourth episode of The Witcher had an actor from Downton Abbey in it as well. Mm. Um, uh, The older elf guy.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that guy. He was terrible. Yeah. 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 The, the, also, comment about witchers and terrible acting. When there was a scene with Yennefer and her like girlfriend wizard girls. I was like, all I could, all I could think that entire scene was like, oh, this is probably what it's like in a sorority house. This is so yeah. terrible. <laughs> this is, this is just, I, I I hate every minute of this, 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 interaction. that's what
0: so, I, <laughs> I didn't have a good place to, to bring this in, but I, I picked up and was listening to a podcast, uh, while we were watching wheel of time and the hosts are both, uh, identify as female I don't know they these I mm-hmm. think they're both women they sound like women um and they talk about the white tower right uh, tarvala or as they mm-hmm. say on the show tarvalon which annoys me but um and it's it's all women and one of the hosts of this podcast uh went to an all girls school non I don't know if you still call it all girls school but uh, a college an all-female college. Um, and the other one, the other host, the co-host was like, is this what it was like when you went to this school? And she's like, well, no, but also kind of yes. <laughs> but also yes. Also also yes. Uh, the show you're thinking of is Godless, maybe? Yes, that's
1: what it was. Mm-hmm. I knew there was, there, was, there was something.
0: That show was rough. It had its moments, but... Uh...
1: Definitely. But it was Cowboys, Netflix.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you've been
0: listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 229. Thanks as always to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. If you would like to reach out to us with suggestions for things we should watch and discuss, you can do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website and fill out. The contact form there. If you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on the podcast of your choice. And while you're there, if you leave us a review, that always helps us out a lot. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm
1: Michael. For the front porch. Hi, everybody. See you next time.